You ready to get into this? Yep. All right. He is Nicholas Perez. He is Ben Perez. And we are the Box Box. Box Box. Box Box. Box Brothers Podcast. Wow, Nick. Uh, what a, I guess, anticlimactic mux, race. Mux, mux, super mux, mux, super, super mux, mux, super, super mux. Yes, uh, Max Verstappen. Um, so for the this week, champion. before we get into um, a lot of the things that we're going to talk about, which is including Max, because he's probably the biggest story of this race weekend. Um, we were the round 18 of 22. We were out in the Japanese Grand Prix at the Suzuka, Suzuka circuit. circuit. First and, time since 2019. Yeah. So now that the COVID restrictions have lifted, you can go freely travel around Japan. If you haven't, I highly recommend it. One of my favorite countries that I've ever um, visited. But that was the site of this week's race after the crazy race in Singapore last week um, when our namesake Checo Perez took home the the first place, the podium win. Um, and now we were, yeah, out in uh, Japan and um what were your like let's get into your like initial thoughts about the race and uh, max getting crowned world champion hold on before that i want to go talk about um singapore last week there's okay. one big thing there's 11 letters 11 letters in sergio perez's name okay. it was um he drives car number 11 he came out of garage number 11 that week uh, the last person to win it's been 11 years since the last person won Monaco and Singapore in the same year and he was driving car number 11 oh, and then and he finished his 11th, the, yeah he it's, it's his 11th season F1 and he finished the Grand Prix at 11 11 11 Singapore time yes sorry I just thought that fact was no. really crazy no, it, it was a, a very cool coincidence of all those 11 so I'm glad that he has his card number as 11. It's his, it's his lucky number. Yeah. Okay. So getting back into Japan. <laughs> yeah. Um, Initial thoughts on the race, uh, the weekend, and Max Verstappen um, being crowned champion in a post-race because of the confusion between full points and half points and the FIA just kind of doing whatever they, they feel like and choosing choosing what points to arbitrarily hand out yeah i was really confused after the race i was i was feeling the same emotions max i was like oh man he didn't win it i guess he's gonna win it in the united states and i was super happy about that and then he just it was it was really really interesting because they flip-flopped like three times on whether he won the championship didn't win the championship mm -hmm. and i saw this video of his um of his race engineer sitting and reading the FIA, FIA rules, trying mm -hmm. to figure out if he did, in fact, win it. And it's, I was confused. I thought it was very anticlimactic. I did not, wasn't a fan of how this year's championship battle ended. I mean, yeah, you can't, it's hard to compare to Max Hamilton, but it was just really like, oh, he's, he's the world champion now. And for a lot of that race, because I watched it this morning, I, mm -hmm. I fast forward through most of it because it was just a whole lot of red flag. And then also mm -hmm. timer races aren't very 
they don't have that same level of suspense as uh, a normal lap race. Yes. And that that just maybe because I can see the time actually ticking mm-hmm. down and I know like exactly how long is left, but like I see 72 laps and I don't know how mm-hmm. long that necessarily is like i know it's going to be a while and i know they have a certain amount of laps left but Mm. it's kind of very anticlimactic yeah um you said a a couple things so yeah the i'll hit on the crowning of the champion because of last year and how it came down to the last race it's it is a not necessarily like less exciting season I've been I've become more of a fan of Max Verstappen over this year and maybe it's because no one was close to him but he's just showing that he is uh, one of the best drivers in the world and better than Checo better than Leclerc better than anyone on the grid this year and he's also in the fastest car and watching more of his interviews and seeing just who he is as a person he he does have a like he does have his funny moments and funny quips and i i've appreciated him more as a race car driver this year than i did last year just watching drive to survive i mean if you watch any of his his like red bull media shoots with him and checo they are mm-hmm. the funniest things ever or them with the alfatari guys mm-hmm. which we also have a lot to talk about silly season yeah um there were a few announcements. Um, let's keep it to Japan and we'll get into silly season at the at the end of talking about uh, the Japanese Grand Prix. Um, so, yeah, it was a very anticlimactic because I you had mentioned that the Red Bull engineer was looking at the rule book on his computer to try to figure out whether Max had actually won or not. And uh, Mercedes was doing the same thing because they were all under the assumption that because they only got to a certain quota of the actual lap race, that it was only going to be awarded half points or less than half points. And to the FIA's uh, credit, actually, like overlooking the rules, once a like if the race were to have ended under red flag, then you do those tier systems. So you do it like 70% of the points, 50% of the points, 25% of the points. And um, based on, and that's only if it ends under a red flag, but if you red flag it and then continue to go racing, you could, which makes it very odd that you could get awarded full, full points if they had red flagged it. And then there was maybe like what, 15 minutes left that they let them go racing again. And you could just have a five lap sprint race for 25 points and fastest lap. Actually, no, it wouldn't be fastest lap, but you would have because you have to get a certain number of laps in for fastest lap. But um, yeah, you could have a theoretical five lap sprint race to determine a 25 point victor, which is absolutely crazy. So I don't know if they'll end up correcting for that in future seasons but we'll have to we'll have to see um i just they need to make it more clear up front on what the rules are because sometimes i don't even know if the f1 or fia know what rules they're going to implement or know half of their bylaws when a penalty comes up or i miss michael massey oh you do Mm -hmm. you miss michael massey 
It was so much more fun when you when you had a person making judgment decisions on the fate of an entire like season, millions and millions of dollars. He was the final call. It was a lot more a lot more fun. <laughs> yeah, I think the the refs and I don't mind the judgment calls because you get this in every sport that once you see a holding it's uh, up to the referee's discretion. So sometimes they call holdings really tic-tac-y. Sometimes they let you play. Sometimes they call pass interference. For, and these are all Amer- American football references. Um, or sometimes they let you play even in um, yeah, soccer. S- soccer or any other sport. Sometimes they let you get away with stuff. Other times they don't. And it just depends on who the ref is. So there is always that variability. But... I just wish that they were to be upfront and consistent, be like, hey, this isn't what's going to happen. And they have an hour during a red a red flag. Once they like win the race red flag, they had an hour to be like, okay, this is what we're going to do. The, these are the rules. Uh, once we start getting like, if it continues to go, these are the points and here's the stipulation. But I feel like the FIA was just twiddling their thumbs and like, messing around with each other during the red flag instead of actually coming up with okay these are the scenarios that are going to happen if so and so and then you have you get a ferrari strategist and then you get plan a plan b plan z uh plan c all the way down to plan z and and then also another thing i don't like is that it's it's faceless the fia does not have a face Mm -hmm. when the fia was michael massey who you had a singular person to blame and it was so much easier as a fan. You're like, oh, it's the FIA's fault. Well, who is the FIA? You, got, you, you can blame Michael Massey. Like, the way 2021 unfolded, you can be like, that's Michael Massey's championship. But yes. Now they're, the now they're like the Illuminati, and you don't know who they are. They're no, just that, this faceless organization. Yeah. Yes, you you are correct. Um, there's no one to blame, and I haven't... I know there's like a French... French race director and a German race director, but I haven't looked into the actual like names of them. So yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Fair, fair enough. Um, and I think this race was really dictated by the red flag because it was raining off and on all weekend. And even here over in Sydney, we've had rain for like, Oh, two straight weeks now just like constant pouring down that's uh, actually getting pretty bad up in like the northern parts of the state um where they're just just flooding happening but we saw that like and i don't know if it's part of that same system that went through japan but rain off and on all weekend so we didn't know if we were going to get a dry race wet race um to their credit the the race did start under wet weather conditions so everyone was out on intermediates to start the race um that looked like they were going through and like getting the spray was absolutely insane i i don't know if they you does it does it come across that way nick in the f1 game when the rain is happening just the spray that those drivers and the cars pick up not really but like watching if you watch fernando's like helmet cam or even Pierre's on board, you just mm-hmm. see nothing. And I'm like, I was mm-hmm. sitting down on the couch thinking about 
like how 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 are they singing like how, how do you see this yeah and i mean you like, have to use even the when i'm driving when i'm rain. driving on my normal roads and it's pouring down rain i'm like i'm just trying to get to a to b at 40 miles per hour these guys mm-hmm. are going to to something and they're like flying yeah and it's just you just but, think man mm-hmm. it's crazy yeah very very crazy i'm surprised it wasn't red flagged earlier just because of the the plumes of smoke and i know the commentators called it a rooster tail and i was like oh that's actually pretty good but yeah very little visibility and they were out all on enters because no one wants to use the wet weather tire and it's a combination apparently they just stuck yeah and even when you have the wet weather conditions they they don't get temperature into them so without that temperature you lose a tremendous amount of grip um Mm -hmm. and then you're already blowing up and blowing up so much mist behind you that it makes it almost impossible to race in those wet weather conditions so probably we'll have to address that for next year um and luckily we only got uh two retirements i was actually scared about that signs retirement at the, the beginning of the race once they got got going because he aquaplaned through one of the rivers on track ran into the barrier and then his car bounced onto uh track and then you just see lewis hamilton going like at least a uh, hundred miles per hour and just like zoom in right by him in essentially fog like conditions and torrential like downpour. So I'm glad I mean, that signs did not get hurt because that could have been bad. What was also scary was the tractor on track. Yeah, I heard about this. I didn't um, see that because there was a tractor and a marshal on track. Yeah, okay. So basically, so we give a little backstory. 2014 this guy oh, I forget his name I'm pretty sure it's Julian but he so it's a it's a yellow flag at Suzuka under the same conditions it's foggy it's raining no visibility wet track but this was before they had speed limits for mm-hmm. um, safety cars so he aquaplanes and slides and hits the tractor but where the tractor was it was enough to ground but it was at head level in the F1 car and it cuts his neck like the the marshal or the driver the driver oh shit yeah he died yeah that usually happens when your head gets chopped off and he went into the the tractor and just died and then that's why pierre was so pissed because it was the same conditions at the same corner and they they didn't call us like they didn't have it red flagged officially yet yeah and the tractor was out on track yeah no that that needs that can never happen um that's insane because then right afterwards he got hit with one of the barriers that just took off his front nose from the carlos signs incident yeah and they hadn't red flagged it yet and it was like after pierre hit the thing it was red flagged yeah it was it, just, it was just stupid Yes, it is stupid. Driver safety should be the utmost importance. And I know people were saying that, oh, we should race in wet weather tires. But when it's like that and there's absolutely no visibility and your only indicator of the car in front of you is their blinking rain lights, that can't that can't be the the way to race. Um, but it eventually the rain did slow down throughout the throughout the day, and we didn't really have any other. Um, important ones uh or like big 
pit stop changes because every the rest of the race was on enters and that actually ended up getting exciting because mick uh, uh that was one of the big parts was that when people started to change from the wet weather because after the red flag and they did start to go racing again there's about 45 to 50 minutes left in the for the two-hour block and yeah but uh, Haas completely screwed Mick's strategy. They just left him on an island. They just threw him out on wets and was like, "Yeah, oh, make something of it." But they well, didn't give him any. Yeah, I any. just I think they had to gamble and hope that someone else were to go into the barriers and like get a safety car and yellow flag, red flag, because without that, he he was going to drop back regardless because of where he was in the race and he wasn't going to be able to maintain that position. So I don't necessarily um, think Haas screwed Mick over. I think they just took a gamble and it was a very risky gamble and it didn't. No, but out. Alonso, Alonso led the race. Ricardo was in second and Mick in third. Oh, oh let's, um, let's talk about Ricardo for a second. Oh, McLaren just screwed him over because he he got all right. So he was up in the top ten. What was he like fifth or so? Because he started out eleventh. The highest he got was second. Okay, so he started out eleventh after the red flag, like after the race started, and they started there after the race started, and they began driving. Ricardo got his McLaren up to fifth or sixth. So he was well into the points. And then the signs crash happened. They red flagged it. Come back on uh, wet tires. And throughout the race, uh, it started to dry up. And drivers began going from wets to intermediates. And they bring in Lando Norris early because he was at the back of the grid. So there was no, no chance on them. But once that they saw Lando and Vettel and Latifi all switch to inners and be driving like five seconds faster than the wet tires. McLaren should have brought in Daniel Ricardo right away to at least maintain his spot and get the most amount of points. But instead they let him go out on uh wets and essentially did what Haas did for, for uh, Mick Schumacher. And once everyone else was lapping at five seconds faster than the the wets were he had to come in and by that time it was already like 10 minutes to go in the race and maybe that's an exaggeration but 20 minutes to go and it just wasn't going to be quick enough to rise back up through the grid to uh regain those positions that he lost so mclaren and haas shame on you for doing your dirty doing your drivers dirty (laughs) this race because that was very frustrating. Um, yeah. And that was... That pro- was. Yeah. Because everyone else, uh, the switch to inners was good. Um, kudos to Lando Norris and Latifi. Latifi was one of the bit- biggest benefactors and had nothing to lose <laughs> from going straight to the intermediates. Because he mm-hmm. went from 19 and then got himself all the way up to the points. And that's the first time bringing in two points for for the Williams team this week after Albon retired early with an engine failure. He's making it. What if what if Latifi just goes off? No, oh, that'd this be... Lower, this lower half of the season, Latifi just 
does amazing. Wins wins the trust of Hoss. Hoss puts him in, <laughs> puts I, him in a mixed spot. <laughs> I think the only person worse at getting into crashes besides Michael Schumacher or Mick Schumacher is Nicholas Latifi. <laughs> Put him in the Hoss and he, he becomes a world champion. Uh, I don't think that car is going to go anywhere anytime soon until until Gene Haas does a um, Lawrence Stroll and builds their own factory and actually starts investing heavily into the team. Uh, Haas is just going to be a bottom feeder, which is sad, but you have to like in this sport, you have to spend money to rise up the ranks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you wouldn't you wouldn't want Nicholas Latifi to start winning because then that's just going to hamper Logan Sturgeon's from getting in the Williams seat next year. I think Logan Sturgeon's already going to get to the Williams seat because yeah. their first option, their first option, Nick DeVries. is now a Red Bull driver. Just signed with them the other day, and Alex- I saw I saw I saw a really really funny meme. And it was like him, like laughing with all like the Red Bull guys, like mm-hmm. Christian and Adrian Newing. And he says, "And then I told Toto, I'm going to Red Bull." And it was all of them dying laughing. <laughs> well, I I don't like as good as Nick DeFries's race was, la- or I guess what was it in Italy, Monza? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I don't see him being a competition for the driver's championship. And I don't even think that he gets that, that second Red Bull seat once that opens up after Checo um, walks away in like two, three years. You don't think so? No, he's going to be a 27 year old rookie, which is extremely old just in general, like as a rookie um, to have that sort of uh, pedigree. I think Yuki beats Nick DeFries next year. And you think Yuki beats Nick DeVries? Yes, I think Yuki finally gets that uh, the maturation that he's been going after, and you've seen it. You've seen a jump up even from this past year to or last year to this year. I think Yuki is finally like fully comfortable now that he can freely go back to Japan whenever he wants, go visit his family. There's no travel restrictions, and he gets to race at the Suzuka the circuit, I think mm-hmm. he's going to feel much more comfortable in that Red Bull car and he's going to find the pace so that once Checo does retire, I think I think he's sticking here's there. A, here's here's a big disclaimer. I think Checo retires after his contract's done with Red Bull. Is that next year? No, it's 2024. Okay. Yeah. So at 2024, you keep I'm, I'm, in- I think he retires. Because okay. he, he's getting old. He, he's he's winning some races. He's just he's just going to get tired and want to go back to Mexico. Mm-hmm. Just go go enjoy it. Yeah, enjoy enjoy the tacos and the cervezas a la playa and be just enjoy his family and his kids and then just, just be rich. Just be rich and go go enjoy. Yeah, and then we can wait for another 18 year. Well, does he have kids? Yeah, he has kids. How old? He's are like they? three. How old are they? They're little. Okay. So we have, uh, and then we can wait 19 years for them to get their shot in Formula One Mm -hmm. and go through there. Um, But yeah. The cars will all be electric and hover 
No, I don't think that Formula One ever is going to go electric. Because as much fun as it would be to see Nicholas Latifi hopping in and out of a car um, and hopping back in another one, I think they're just going to go the sustainability route. Um, but yeah, once Checo retires in two years, I think Yuki puts in another like really t- good, great two years at AlphaTauri, gains the trust of Christian Horner and uh, Mark or Homel or who's the Mar- Martin Homel? No, um, not Adrian. You're speaking of no, it is it, no, it's not Adrian. Crap, you got me mixed up. Uh, Helmut yeah. Marco. Yeah, Helmut Marco builds the trust there, and then goes up to the Red Bull and does a year and competes with uh, Max at the Red Bull team. Speaking of Red Bull, yeah, someone got free of Red Bull this weekend. Alex Over to Alpine. Oh, uh, you're talking about um, Pierre Gasly. Pierre Gasly going to the all-French team. Yes. So now that Red Bull found their replacement for Pierre Gasly, they released him of his contract, and now he is heading to partner Esteban Alcon at Alpine. Um, so it's an all-French team, a French manufacturer, French-based, and two with French an American drivers. With an American team principal. Yes. Otmar Snapnow. Um, so it should be interesting. They have, they're known to not like each other. They're known not to be the, the best friends. And it's, it's probably partly because of their upbringings because Esteban Akon came from nothing. So he was not as wealthy as his co-patriots out there. Um, the other race car drivers, I think it's him, Lewis Hamilton and, Sebastian Vettel were three of the only drivers that didn't come from like super wealthy parents because Sebastian so they, they made out the mud yeah because uh George George Russell as well um his dad is a small business owner so I think those were the four I was looking this up the other day but those were the four that didn't either have a racing pedigree or uh come from a wealthy family so, yeah, it will. It's uh, and Esteban Ocon has had to fight because of that upbringing. He's had to fight to stay in Formula One, and he was never able to have the. Well, he had the backing, but it was never as like comfortable as some other drivers, like mm-hmm. Mick Schumacher and Kita Mazepin, to come up through the ranks. Yeah. So yeah, what are your thoughts on? Uh, Gasly going to Alpine. I think Gasly is going to finally get to show off what he has to offer, not being weighed down by the weight of the Red Bull, by the uh, like the stress of having having been up at the top team mm-hmm. and then getting demoted. I feel like it finally should clear his mind a bit, even though the stuff that has happened to Pierre Gasly is just. He's he's had a very traumatic life. Yeah, like one one of his, his best friends, friends. Yeah, one of his best friends died in Spa. Mm-hmm. Another one of his good friends died in the in the Japan accident. That that was one of his mm-hmm. good friends. Mm-hmm. He got in a motor wreck um, with his family going to the Silverstone circuit mm-hmm. a couple years back, and his mom was in critical condition. Just. just bad things 
Yeah. And it's just been sad. So I'm I'm glad for him to catch a break. I know he loves France. So I hope he does great things. Yeah, and if they keep this straight line speed that Espen Akon was showing and Fernando Alonso was showing this week. They because Hamilton Hamilton couldn't pass him on the straight. No, the that Merc did not have any speed to like he had enough speed to stay with him with the toe and everything, but without DRS, they he couldn't get past that Alpine. And S Alcon did do a fantastic job defending. And it seems like he always does a fantastic time defending when uh, either Hamilton or Alonzo, anyone over 38 is tra- trying to get past him. <laughs> yeah. So it, it was, it was cool. And I do wish the best for, for Pierre Gasly and hopefully Alpine's able to come back and come back even stronger. Cause the more cars and more teams that we have competing for a championship, I think the better for F1. So yeah, oh, yeah, hundred percent. If we go back to a 2011 or 10, that was just a crazy year. Yeah. So fingers crossed that even next year will be Red Bull, Ferrari, Mercedes, and Alpine, and we'll even throw McLaren up there to get a couple of race wins and race podiums. Um, mm. And yeah, so like talking more about Red Bull, we'll uh, transition to our like final section before we get into our driver ra- ratings. And that's Max Verstappen. Max, 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 Super Max, 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 Super Max, Max, Super Max. Taking the Drivers' Championship this year in what he's been doing this entire season just an impression impressive fashion embarrassing the The, competition 20 uh, seconds in the wets 20 second win difference he he was so far ahead that he could have pit twice no he could have only pit once four enters even though he was on uh he could have pitted for new enters, but he was so far ahead with like two laps to go in the race that it would have been pointless for him to do. And he was just like Sunday cruising because we didn't even see him on the feed. That mm-hmm. entire ESPN feed, they showed Max at the beginning when he got away. They showed Max in the paddock. And then once the, the race resumed, he just zoomed off and Leclerc could not, Leclerc or Checo just couldn't match his pace and it was just impressive driving like although that like snafu at the end that we had mentioned with whether they were going to award full points or not and him learning about it during the post-race interview there that was a race that he deserved to win the driver's championship because there was like it was just inevitable he was going to win it either this week or next week and mm-hmm. with beating his competition and just making them look like fools behind them and making them look like they're in F2 cars, to be honest. It he, was just an insane race. He like, deserved that world championship. He just drives the car better than everyone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you think... All right, so here's a hypothetical situation. So if Hamilton... Max and Leclerc were all in the same Red Bull and had an entire season. So we'll take like an F2 approach and they were all driving the same cars. 
same engines, same aerodynamics. Who would does Leclerc does Leclerc still have the same strategist? No, no. They're they're all under the Red Bull Red Bull name. They're just going out and doing a, a race around the track. So top three so, all same car. So so is it like three Red Bull teams racing each other or are they all on the same team? They're they're in this scenario, they're it's kind of like Mario Kart. So they all have the same cart. They're all playing as Yoshi and they're driving around the track to see who is the better driver in equal machinery. Who do you think's going to win that? So if they all have the RB18 this year and we replayed the championship again, all have I'd Red Bull goes, strategy. Which one? I'd say it goes six to five max over Lewis. What about Leclerc? I don't think he wins a race. Oh, you don't think that he wins a race? No, no I think. I don't think. So out of I don't think Leclerc, races, I don't think Leclerc could out. Out of twenty-two, yeah, twenty-two races. I, we're doing the same same schedule, same track. What it, what are you doing? Eleven. Eleven. Eleven to max. Okay, eleven to max. Ten to Lewis and one to one to Leclerc. I think ten. So you had ten max. Or no, 11 max, 10 Lewis, 1 Leclerc. I think Leclerc gets three race wins in the, you the think RB. Leclerc team. gets three? Yeah, I think that he has the... I think George would get a race win. if I don't think he's on the same caliber. as Well, yes. So, But I I still think that... Well, Checo, had got, Checo has two race wins. Yeah, but that's on street circuits. Checo loves street circuits. Checo is a master of just the slow jams. He he can turn it down real slow, just winds, winds through the car, takes a nice little Sunday drive. Yeah, so, and that's where, that's where honestly Leclerc was in Monaco before his whole race. But Leclerc will never win in Monaco. But he has the he has the speed, and that's my thing. So I think over the course of the race, the season, he takes at least three. And if he has the Red Bull strategist, so he takes three, that leaves what nineteen left. Yeah, nineteen. So I'm going to go ten max nine Lewis Hamilton, and that could flip flop either way. Like I think just Lewis and Max are on a, a different plane because after like you if you look at Hamilton after the summer break, he's now six and zero against George Russell in qualifying. And is just uh he's found new um new life after the summer break and with their car. So hopefully they're able to fix their woes this year and come back stronger. But I think Max and Lewis are in a league of their own. Yeah, I don't think it's close. Maybe, maybe Sebastian, if he was able to get back into a top winning car. Ooh, you throw Sebastian in there? Sebastian's prime. Yeah, well, Sebastian and then like Alonzo, I think, could go for race wins in that Red Bull or Ferrari. Like, I think they're, they're capable. But yeah, mine would be three to. Three to Leclerc and then nine and ten at Hamilton or Verstappen Hamilton. And that could change yeah. either way. I just think Max is in the peak of his career right now and he's going to rattle off 
a good I wouldn't be surprised if Red Bull had their dominance like they did with Sebastian Vettel because they nailed these technical regulations and were able to uh, continue going from the previous uh, technical changes. Yeah. Um, so yeah, let's get into drivers' ratings. So class is in session, Professor Perez. So we like every race review that we do. We're going to grade all of the drivers um only the top 10 will get letter grades everyone else um gets a f if you did not finish top 10 and the dnfs get a incomplete because you did not turn in anything so for this week we only had two retirements nick um carlos signs and alex alban um those are going to be the incompletes this week and who came 11th and to, I guess, 18th. In 18, we have Pierre Gasly. 17, Mick Schumacher. 16th, Guang Yun Zhou. 15th, Valtteri Bottas. 14th, Kevin Magnussen. 13th, the homegrown Yuki Tsunoda. Number 12, Lance Stroll. Number 11, Daniel Ricciardo. Yeah, I thought Danny was going to get into the points. Um, that would have been cool to see Yuki in the points as well. Um, did Mick Schumacher? Yeah, Mick Schumacher did not beat K Mag um, again. But, hold on, hold on. Shout out Joe with the fascist lap. Yes, too bad they do not award it for anyone who does not get the points. But yeah, he was flying on those intermediates at the end of the race. So, um, Joe, you get Shadow a Afatari for the fastest pit stop, which was a 2.45. And the driver of the day was, oh, wait, no, we can, we can, yeah, who was the driver of the one. day? No, we can come back to that. One. Okay. So, yeah, Joe, you get a gold star, still get an F. Um, sorry, bottom of the class, I'll get Fs this week. Hopefully, once we return to Austin in what, two weeks? Yeah, two weeks. Yeah, I, don't know. I think it's two weeks. Um, you can improve your grades for next time. All right, um, let's start Coming out in. with um, number 10 and make our way up. Number 10. Lando, Lando Norris. Um, found out this week that his dad is actually a millionaire, so he also comes from wealth. Um how did you think Lando's race went and like his entire race weekend? I think his race weekend was good. He started up in um started up in tenth, finished in tenth, so not really too much improvement, but had a had a overall really solid weekend. Yeah. Um got lucky with the going on to the inners early in the race. Solid race weekend. Um good qualifying. What he no, he got knocked out early, right? Or no, he got in tenth. He made it to Q3, um, but yeah. then didn't really do much after that. Um, wet weather helped him get back up, and then once the, he switched over from wet to intermediates, got back up into the points and got McLaren one point. Um, didn't really help because Akon and Fernando Alonso took home 18 points this week for Alpine, but um, uh, got, got McLaren one point to get back in. Um, I'm going to give him a... AC, nothing too spectacular, like run-of-the-mill race. Um, got into the points, but I expect better from Lando. So actually, I'm going to drop him to a D. I, a D for this race. 
That's my grade. What, yeah. are, what are you giving them? I give them a C. Stayed in teams was in a very confusing race, so. Mm. But like you yeah. did a good job. All right, number, number nine. nine, the goatee fee for all the way from Montreal, Canada. Nicholas Latifi. Yes, Latifi gets in the points for the first time this year. Bumps himself out of 21st place. Actually, I'm. <laughs> actually, no. I have to confirm this stat. No, no, he's tied with he's tied with um, Nick DeVries now. He is tied with Nick DeVries. That's sad. And what does Alex Albon have one point on them? Does he have three points on the season? Hold on, let me go check. Um, no, he has two points on them. Oh, uh, so Alex is at four. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, Nick Nico Hockenberg. Okay, so he isn't he isn't last place. Yes, uh, the Canadian from Montreal, like you said, taking home nine points this or taking home two points for his ninth place finish. I'm going to give him an A, A plus for me. I'm just happy to see Gotifi on the the podium or not even the podium, just in the points. Was able to have a little bit of luck switching from wets to inners so early with Lando and was able to bring that Williams into the points finish. So he gets an A, two points. Good on he gets you, an Latifi. A for me. All stars, A plus, 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 A, all the stars, everything that he wants, he gets. Yeah, good on you, Latifi. Excited to see what you do the rest of the season. Um, all right, number eight. Number eight. George Russell. Yes, the second driver at Mercedes comes home in eighth, taking home uh, four points. And I didn't really see much of him. Um, There was a couple of the... He did make his way back up the grid after switching to inners and was able to drive a solid race in the rain. Um, Wasn't able to really overtake Alonso at the end. So I'm going to give him a... A C, a very like decent race, but nothing like spectacular to write home about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, pretty solid race. I give him a C. Okay. Just average run in the middle. Yeah. All right. Um, done. Moving on to the next student, Fernando Alonso. Number seven, two time world champion, Fernando Alonso. Yeah. Thoughts? <laughs> He, he raced a good race. He gets a he gets a B plus from me. Good race, good fighting. Was able to keep it clean. Mm-hmm. Yes, um, he had a little bit of a touch with. Was it signs at the beginning, or that sent him off? Or yeah, no, he touched Vettel. Oh, he touched Vettel. So they were racing pretty hard. Um, good. He loves the wet weather, so I'm going to give him a B as well. Kept it clean, kept it out of the walls, and brought home six points for Alpine this week. Um, yeah, so that's all that I have to say about Alonzo. Number six. N- number six. Speaking home, your driver, the old man from Germany, the four-time world champion, Sebastian Vettel. Yes, Good on you, Sebastian Vettel. He's just, he loves that track. He loves racing in Formula One. He said that he would come back for a one-off driver's race next year, but that's about it. 
um he's going to get an a for me where that aston martin was this entire race weekend and being able to bring it back into the points and really finish high like eight points is a good haul point haul for aston martin and that puts them clearly ahead of who was it um uh haas and williams this week or no alphatari right yeah it's haas it's haas and alphatari yeah so it puts, them, it puts aston martin ahead of the bottom team are they in seventh now they are in seventh. yeah so good on you sebastian um i give him an a as well this week what are you giving him? What are you giving him? He, uh, he gets an A plus plus from me. Doing things with that Aston Martin that should not be done with that Aston Martin. No, not not for at least another like five years. Um, but yeah, good on you, Sebastian, and fantastic race. Number next five. Number five. So. Lewis Hamilton. Yes, Nick. What, Hamilton, are, yeah. what are you giving the Brit this week? Needs to design a faster car. This week's all on him. He gets a B. He gets a, he gets an A minus. Yeah, I thought about giving him an A minus as well. Um, it wasn't anything on his own, but I'm going to give him a B plus or. For his driving, I'm going to give an A. For the car, I'm going to give a B minus because they just need that extra. They need a DRS this weekend and they need to design a better car in the straight line speed because there was he was battling Esteban Alcon for a while and just couldn't couldn't get past him. Didn't have the power in the car to make it around Suzuki and it's a tough track to overtake and without DRS it made it nearly impossible but um yeah i give him an a the car a b minus for just straight line speed anything else yes 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 now finishing pretty high up in number four the frenchman esteban yes esteban Ocon. the main reason that hamilton did not get fourth um defended him like a lion let the like a lion two years in a row and um was able to hold up the seven-time world champion so esteban he gets a a for me for just that defensive fight and if he like if you're behind esteban Ocon in a race oh pray to god that you have drs or our max verstappen in the red bull because otherwise it's going to be extremely tough to get by him and if you were Max or Stappen in the Red Bull, watch out for Esteban Ocon turning in on you. Yes, that that too. Um, so I'm going to give him an A this week. Um, coming in fourth and having that car, I yeah, good good on you, Esteban. Esteban, what are you giving him? I guess he gets an A, finishing fourth. It's a really really impressive performance. Yes. All right. Now number three, demoted from second place. Down to third place, the Ferrari born Monegaskin chose. 
Yeah, he had a chance to extend the world title fight another week, but just extend. He wasn't. He even admitted that it was only a matter of time before Max took home the title, which is very weird to say as a competitor. <laughs> to just be like, yeah, it was just a matter of time that I mean, Max was going to have it. What would what would have been the circumstances for him to pull an upset off? Oh, I think Max would have had to DNF and like yeah dnf five races in a row and charles comes in first five races in a row because he was 25 there's six races left um i guess max wouldn't have to dnf but there was a hundred and thirteen point gap so he had to have taken home first four time he would have had to get a 12 point so that's like close to four race wins and then at least third and max mm-hmm. would have had to dnf all of those races so like it was very unlikely but i mean even as like a competitor i feel like you don't say that until they actually win because you're like maybe there's a chance it's slim but maybe there's a chance so I think um, he had a good race up until that final turn. And then Checo was just putting too much pressure on him um, and forced him into that that lockup that took him too far um, and then rejoined the track in front after gaining an advantage. And it was a five-second penalty. He had that coming. And um, good on Checo for playing the team game again and forcing for that Ferrari mistake um, and bringing home, uh, pushing Charles down to, to third. So I think for just that, that lockup in the end, that mistake, I'm going to give him a, a B minus for that, for this race and his attitude at the end. What are you giving him? D, he sucks. D, you don't think that he's going to win a driver's championship? <laughs> no. Is that just because no. he's in Ferrari? That and he'll choke. I think he had. I think there's. I think he can get a drivers' championship. I think it's there. Um, I just want to see there's, more like Nico Rosberg, like competitiveness out of Charles. There's, there's no shot he wins a drivers. Like he, he's a good driver, but there's no shot he wins a drivers' championship. I because think some of these because some of okay, Imola. Yeah. Threw away a massive chunk of points from being arrogant and trying to push for something that wasn't there. Yeah. France was leading the race by a hefty margin. Puts it in the wall. Yes. Like, Monaco. I don't think he driver strategy Monaco strategy doesn't go to the slicks fast enough. I think but I'm the just pace saying, is there though. Yeah, but he'll choke under pressure. I think, but you've seen this with, I think he matures and understands what to, to do. I didn't, I'm just saying that he has the talent and has the ability he, to become a driver. He driver's has the champion. talent, but I don't think he has the mindset to become a world champion. Mm, yeah. And I think, well, but I like think Hamilton, we... Hamilton, every time that he steps in that car, he just, he expects to win. Yes. Max, every time he steps in that car, he expects to win. Nico Hulkenberg, every time he stepped 
in that car. He deserved. He thought he was going to win. I mean, even Nicholas um, Latifi thinks that he's going to win each time that he steps into that car. Sebastian Vettel in his prime. Every time he got in that car, he did win. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like it's just a mindset that you have to have. But he just doesn't have that. I don't know. And I it think... was the biggest difference because in in they showed it. Mm-hmm. Um, it was the Red Bull and the Ferrari guys laughing and having a good time, just looking at a funny video. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like he has that mindset to win. Yeah. Um, yeah, we'll see. I hope that he can get that mindset and learns from Max, learns from Hamilton. And I mean, hell, uh, call up other world champions and talk to them about how to prepare and how to just get that mindset because I think that he has a talent and he has a car and if Ferrari can fix their reliability issues, then there's a possibility. But and right now you are correct. Um, I'm just a little bit optimistic for the future. No shot. He wins a world championship. All right. Well, uh, no shot from Nick. Um, now on to Sergio Perez, who also got knocked out of the driver's championship this week um coming in number two uh forced that lockup from leclerc sent him wide um or sent him on to the runoff and then sergio takes second due to a five second penalty um what are you giving him this week nick after his... a plus a plus after singapore he's on the roll he's doing good out qualified no one actually he came in fourth but he <laughs> <laughs> he, he was feeling the race. He's always raced good in wet weather. I feel like he just a good solid race. Yeah. Kept up Max kept up with Leclerc, which mm-hmm. was really good. Mm-hmm. It's finally starting to figure out that car and trying to change his driving style to fit the car. Mm-hmm. It's it's he's starting to learn how to be Max. And I think that comes with the relationship dynamic between the two. Is I've never felt and like they've hated each other. Like I feel like Checo's the old, the old uncle or the old, the older brother working mm-hmm. with the young, with the young. Or is he's the old dad working with the young, with the young son, trying to figure out mm-hmm. an iPhone. Yeah. And once he once he gets going at it. Yeah, figuring out what face ID is and how to double tap to to get that but, unlocked. But but once he got it, he he has it. Yeah, he has uh, two really impressive race finishes. Um, I, I think everyone was premature calling Checo the end and whether Red Bull was going to start looking for a replacement for him. I never understood that. I was always seeing Checo. Checo, he's consistent. Yeah, I I also, he's consistent. He's been a great driver and he knows how to adjust. So um, number 11 also gets an A from me. Um, so... I think it was premature. I think he has his seat for another two years before he walks off into the sunset and enjoys his time in Mexico with his uh, with his family. How's that, Mike? Taste last but not least, Super Max, number one in our hearts and in the drivers' championship. He's able to keep his number one car, the number one on the car, for another year. Does he does he do that again? Because I know Hamilton drove with like forty four after um, getting his driver. So do you think he goes back to thirty three? That's his number, right? Keeps one until he doesn't win the title. 
Well, yeah, because you know the rule of one. It can only be on the car of the previous year's world champion. Yeah. Did uh, Sebastian Vettel rock one for a while? Okay. Sebastian Vettel rocked one until he didn't win. Ah, <laughs> uh, and then went back to five. Yes. All right. Well, Verstappen gets an A. Um, we didn't see much of his race, but um, fan- fantastic, just dominant performance this race and all season. Once Red Bull really figured out those reliability issues and the water pumps, um, Verstappen and Red Bull and Christian Horner was unstoppable. So they get a A for me, and Max gets a A plus plus A super plus five thousand million gold stars for Max because um, he's just been the best driver in the best car all year and no one's been able to compete with him once they got everything going yeah yeah anything else what are your world champion yeah world champion number one the best yes so good on you max congratulations for your 2022 world championship season and we will see everyone next week in or two weeks from now in Kota circuits of the Americas. Um, so yeah. Anything else, That's Nick, it. before we sign off? No. All right. No. Um, Lead us out. Lead us out, Nick. So it looks like the FIA is going to red flag the session, bring in the car, bring in the car. Be careful, this is tractor on track.